since it was announced, I have been highly supportive of the Warner Brothers Discovery decision to hire on Peter Safran and James Gunn as co-CEOs of the DC Studios, moving forward to the, the, the spearhead, the DC Universe. I have been highly complimentary of that choice, and this is just another reason that I am highly complimentary. James Gunn took to social media site Mastodon to engage with the fans, asking, which DC character who has not yet had their own film do you want to see most on the big screen? This is like a novel idea. Hello? Ask the fans what they want to spend their money on. Ask the fans what they would engage in uh, if we produced a movie about it. Because we're the ones, it's us that's spending the money, right? So, first and foremost, we know that James Gunn and Peter Safran have decided to throw their full might into expanding the DC universe over uh, films, animation, games, uh, series on TV. All of those have been uh, put on the, the platter of what we're going to do and what we can expect from the DC universe moving forward. They're going to tell one big interwoven story through all of these platforms. Now, they're also said that they were 100% sure that they were going to continue moving forward with stories that uh, surround Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Harley Quinn. Those are key figures that are going to be very instrumental moving forward in the DCU. So his question is, who else? Well, I've got an answer, at least my answer. My answer is uh, going to come in two tiers. My first or my starting five um, are the ones who I would like to see most. And then I also have five bench players who I would like to see uh, come in at any time after my first five. So you guys know how first five, you guys know how rotations go. Everybody knows how rotations go. So today we're going to be going over my bench players. And if you stay tuned for the next video where I'll be talking about my starters. So if you're interested in knowing who I got coming off of my bench, just keep watching. Number one on my bench team is Michael John Carter, also known as Booster Gold. So Booster Gold is a superhero who is not quite a superhero because he's a time traveler. He stole some time traveling technology and in his time, which would be something like the 25th century. So he steals this technology and then he travels back into our day and age where he is able to use his knowledge of what's going to happen in this time period to kind of stage these high publicity heroic events. <laughs> and I know that sounds crazy. He's a hero who gets weighed down by his own reputation. He becomes very close with Blue Beetle. And even though it's a different version of the character than the one than the movie we're getting in 2023, this would be an excellent time to bring Booster Gold into the mix. We also know that the Flash movie is adopting points of Flashpoint, the comic, which Booster plays a small part in as well. So we might be able to fit Booster in with that aspect of the DCU. Booster gets his powers from using that advanced technology that allows him to fly. He uses energy blast. He has enhanced strength, of course. The time travel is a big help, of course. He has other various abilities and he's an expert hand-to-hand -hand combatant. Booster is a remarkably interesting character, and that is what makes him the first person off the bench if I ran the DCU. Next on my bench is a character that we've seen in a few of the DC animated films, but never in live action. And I would like for that to change. This character could be the answer for bringing in some hyperviolet rated R type-ish into the DCU. If that's kind of your thing, that character is Etrigan, the demon, also known as Jason Blood. 
I mean, it's it's hard to not understand what Etric and the demon is. He's a demon, which would pr- bring in a lot more of the supernatural into the DCU. We know we're getting Constantine. We've seen Dr. Fate. Etric and the demon is going right down that exact same path of supernatural type characters. He's also a, a skilled rapper. <laughs> Uh, his abilities are his, of course, his immortal- immortality and the fact that he has a uh, demon's physiology. He is superhuman in strength and speed and agility and durability and senses. He heals quickly. He has flame breath, other magical powers. He can uh, use telepathy. He is a swordsman, a hand-to-hand combat and a medical doctor. What can't Jason Blood and Etrigan do with one another? They are extremely powerful together. They do have weaknesses, though. Etrigan's weakness is what you would expect. Uh, Holy water, iron, holy powers, any type of... Now, while his command of magic is strong, is less than other demons. He's also helpless against those with magical powers strong enough to control him, such as Dr. Fate and Morgan Le Fay, which would be wonderful to see Morgan Le Fay, Dr. Fate, and Etrigan in a movie all together. That is why I think Etrigan would make a very interesting member of the DCU. Now, the next character on my wish list uh, would be perfect to be introduced in a Superman movie that would kind of juxtapose the situation of Superman's arrival to Earth. It would show what would have happened if Superman would have arrived to Earth as a black baby in the Deep South instead of coming up in Kansas. That character is Icon. Icon pretty much has the same origin story as Superman, except Icon landed in the middle of a cotton field in the American South in 1839. He didn't have a natural human appearance. His space pod was programmed to alter the appearance of the child to mimic the uh, first sentient life form that they encountered. And in this situation, the first person that Icon encountered was a slave by the name of Miriam. So Miriam took that baby in and raised that baby as her own, uh, gave him the name Augustus Freeman, and Icon lived out his life on Earth, beginning as an American slave and then continuing to uh, assume the identity of his sons and grandsons because he did not age. He was the same person. So he started out in 1839 and watched the world kind of evolve during his extra long lifespan. Icon does still have the same amount of power that you would expect in Superman. I think that he doesn't have a heat vision and that he doesn't do the whole ice breath thing, but this Icon can do damn near everything that Superman can do and he's almost as invulnerable. But even if he did get hurt, he has rapid healing. So he can his, his healing is accelerated and he would have him ready to go in a number of hours. He can fly, he can control radiant energy, so he has the ability to release energy bolts from his hands and he can, he can create force uh, fields similar to Booster Gold. He can create these force fields to trap his opponents. This would be a wonderful way to show a what-if scenario in the DC. This is why I would like to see Icon developed for the big screen. Now, because of the times that we're in right now in the world, uh, this next character would be a situation of art imitating life. This character that I'd like to see introduced in the DCU is Vic Sage, The Question. If you are unsure of who The Question is, he's kind of like an investigative reporter as a civilian, but in his other life, he's a martial artist and detective and conspiracy theorist. Because of his deep questions and his exposure to some of the worst things that have happened in the world, Vic Sage is now a paranoid conspiracy theorist, but he's a hero as well. (laughs) 
the question is also tied to the character of the Blue Beetle, which again makes this a perfect time to bring him into the DCU. And although the question doesn't have any superhuman abilities, he does possess a genius intellect, similar to the Batman. He is a skilled martial artist like Batman. Outside of those two uh, similarities to Batman, besides him being this conspiracy theorist, he has also decided that he would study Zen Buddhism and urban shamanism. And then that what makes him feel like that he can literally fill the city. And then you can think of how freaking scary it will be to run into a person with no face. Think of Rorschach from The Watcher. That is how Victor Sage uh, approaches the people that he is interrogating. He has that pseudoderm mask on that obscures his entire face. He uses this gas in his belt to apply and remove the mask. And it also is helpful uh, for disguises since it can change his color of his suit, his hair, his clothing. So besides those things, it can also be used as a smokescreen against his enemies. And he leaves a calling card. Anytime he plays a visit to a bad guy, he uses a, a calling card that is blank. And by the time you touch it, it releases this invisible ink and you will see a question mark. It acts as a calling card and also some kind of little grenade. It will blow up if he throws up one of those calling cards at you. It has a little. But because we live in a time where uh, people who have been subscribing to a lot of these conspiracy theorists have pretty much been playing on the side of bad guys, it would be nice to see on the big screen one of these conspiracy theorists use his powers for good. And that's why I'd like to see Vic Sage portrayed in the new DCU. Uh, last but not least is a character that shows what you would not do for love. That is Big Barda. Big Barda is a new guy and she was raised by Darkseid in the orphanage ran by Granny Goodness, and she was trained to fight, and fight she did. She enjoyed fighting. She loved to fight. There's a big bitch, and she loved to fight until she met Mr. Miracle. Mr. Miracle changed her entire world. Now she wanted to kind of adopt Mr. Miracle's loving ways, and, and, and that's only when she was with him. She was still a fierce warrior. When you start to think of if anybody effed with Mr. Miracle, you had to deal with Big Barda by the fact that I'm saying Mr. Miracle so much, you know they're kind of a package deal. So if you're gonna get Big Barda, you're probably gonna get Mr. Miracle too. I think we should introduce Big Barda first because then you can, you can see the change in her when she meets Mr. Miracle. She is the most elite of the fighters on uh, Apocalypse. She is the standard. She's a big chick. She's about seven feet tall. Her She has this impenetrable skin. I think she could get hurt, but it'll take an awful lot to hurt her. I think that her strength is on par with Wonder Woman. She might get beat by a Superman or Black Adam, but they're going to be in for one hell of a fight. Big Barda is somebody that I think would be a, a wonderful way to introduce yet another anti-hero into the fold of the DCU and also to tell a, a wonderful love story. This would be my B-team love story between Big Barda and Mr. Miracle, and I think it could be done very well in the DCU. So there you have it, my five characters that I got coming off the bench. You know it's six actually because one of them is a package deal. So I got six players coming off the bench. What do you think of my bench players and will you be joining me to find out who my starters are? If you've got different ideas, put them down in the comments below. I appreciate you for joining me here. So thank you. If you liked what you heard, hit the subscribe button. Turn on your notifications so you will know the next time I put out a video. And with all that being said, I have had so much fun. I will see you in the next one. Peace.